This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Along with the fastest man in Northbrook, Jesse Rogers. <laughs> Jonathan Hood with you. Jesse's in for Cap today. We'll open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our telephone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going. You can watch this show and all the shows here at ESPN Chicago. We've got Shay. We've got Jay Moore. we got you for a three-hour ride on this Friday. Thanks so much for being part of our program. You know, Jesse, you were telling me like a month ago, you said... You know, when you're on the road, you know, you've got these, these new ear pods, right? And you mm-hmm. got these ear pods. And you said you, you can't even count how many ear pods you've left, like, in your bed or, like, in your hotel room when you're on the road, right? Well, the white ear pod case, yeah. right, is the same color as the bed, yes. right? And uh, I don't know the times I've left them on the bed and I leave and I'm like, God. I mean, how many? How many have you? Left it's probably. I mean, not that many, but three, maybe times, oh three God. times. So I've bought, I've bought new earbuds, earbuds like four times now. Earbuds yes. like four times. That gets expensive after a while. Yeah, and it's very annoying. And I blame it on this the same the color of the thing being the same. Ah, it's a, yeah, the sheets annoying. and the and the comforter right. are the same. So if you if you're listening to something at night, you put it aside. Now all of a sudden I can't find it, and it's just it's in the sheet there. Yes, I had the same problem this morning where I've lost one. I got one left. <laughs> I've I, never done the one and one thing. Yeah, I, I got one left, and of course I left the case at home. So <laughs> who knows if this is going to be around by ten o'clock? <laughs> it's so ridiculous, though, man. It's so ridiculous. Oh, like, first I, oh, world problems, yeah, Jay Hood. I understand that, but first I wa- world I, problems. I want my Walkman back. That way I had a str- I had a string. On it that right. way, that way you can you can keep tabs on it. It's around your neck, right? right. You have to have that, right? You, you you know you know you're old if you're if you've got that on a plane instead of any earbuds. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's just, it's just that at least when it's when it's around your neck, it's like okay, I can't lose it because right. it's right here. Yeah. I got headphones, but I I was the last one probably on earth to be able to get these because like this looks weird in your ear. <laughs> it does. It looks you know it just looks like Doctor Spock. You know, it looks like Star Trek. I was like, I'm not getting this, and then I broke down and got it. And, and by God, these things sound great. Oh, they're awesome! Yeah. Um, you just—I think they make them like that, small, and put them in the white case, so you will lose them and buy buy another pair. Yeah, uh, because and they—they they eventually go bad. I mean, like you better clean them out and all this stuff, or they yeah. go bad. So I've had them um, go bad on me. I've lost them, so I think I'm on my fourth pair. Well, I want to wish you and all of our listeners for the Cap and J Hood Morning Show a happy Michael Jordan Day. And you say, and you say, is this one of those things where you're talking about? Is it uh, National Avocado Day? Is it, <laughs> you know, is it Sewer Cap Day? No, no, no. It's Michael Jordan Day because today is February third, twenty twenty three. It's twenty three, twenty three. It's exactly what it is today. Do you know how many Chicagoans have played like twenty three red in Vegas on the roulette table? I mean, this guy kind of put this city on a map in a whole different way. I remember going to Vegas way back. Okay, you know. 
when I was young, before, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, 17, 18, you know, just, yeah. get, just legal enough to go, whatever. And you know what Chicago was known for around the world? I, I got it from being in Vegas. Mm. Was, uh, it was always Al Capone. Honestly, back yeah. then it was always Al Capone. Yeah. Al, if you said you were from Chicago, oh, bang, bang, Al Capone, whatever. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Post-Jordan, I mean, I'm talking even now, you go somewhere like that or around the world and you bring up Chicago, it's always Jordan. You know, the Bulls jersey is high selling because of him. He just changed what this city was all about in terms of winners and losers. And I can't find him at the United Center ever. That's my complaint. We mentioned it yesterday. Mm -hmm. Here's the day. They're playing the Charlotte Hornets. Why isn't he honored every halftime of every Bulls-Hornets game and other times as well, by the way? But anyway, today is 2-3-2-3. But but I think, let's say, I'll answer your question. It's because of Jerry and Michael Reinsdorf and the way the Bulls operate. Yes, Michael has his own team. Yes, he's the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. But if there was a better rapport between the organization and Michael, Michael would show up. If I'm the owner of the Bulls and I have a good rapport with Michael, I call Michael and say, Hey, your team is in town. Would you like to come by? Let's and it's 2-3-2-3. Two, three, two, three. Everyone's going to be talking about yes. you. Right, right. It's just like, hey, it's your team. Come in town. Let's have dinner. Let's have a, uh, have a nice talk. <laughs> you know? We can do that, right? But that's not the case, though. Every time that we play Charlotte, you have no choice but to think about Michael. And I don't think Michael's even in half the games, by the way, as right. the owner. But, but the point is, though, is that the appreciation for Michael Jordan, and you're so right. You go anywhere in the world. You say Chicago, it's not Oprah. Oprah might be a close second, but definitely it's Michael Jordan. Even now. Even but, now. So so the the Bulls played the Detroit Pistons in Paris. And all the all the and I'm I'm, I'm sure people flew in. I know that there was hip hop stars and actors that were there. It was a bigger game than I thought it was gonna be. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, it's a one off Bulls right. Pistons. Right. There were people in the front row, Pharrell Bulls jerseys. And, and but just like yeah. but stars were yeah. there. Yeah. As if as if it was the all star game. Right. It surprised me. They flew into Paris just to see a random NBA game. But all the Jordan and Pippen jerseys, but mostly Jordan, twenty three, twenty three. You'd yeah. think it'd be Levine, right? To Rosen? Uh, Andre Drummond? No, it was Jordan jerseys. 23 from people that live in Paris. I'm glad you and I are on today on 2323 Day because we lived through it. Not every listener did. I have two stepsons who are diehard NBA fans. Derrick Rose! Derrick Rose! That's all they talk about. (laughs) Derrick Rose! (laughs) Right. Derrick Rose! Nice player. Won an MVP. I like the kid. Mm -hmm. Good. Don't even bring up Derrick Rose and Michael Jordan. But that's their age. I mean, yeah, I get it. That's their guy. But then I have to, I have to sound like the old man and say, okay, I like Derrick Rose. But let me tell you a story mm-hmm. about a guy that was going up for a layup with a right hand and put it up with a left. Let me tell you a story about a guy that was sick in Utah. <laughs> let me tell you a story about a guy who's hitting threes when he never really shot him and then had to look at magic like, was it magic? Yes. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. I mean, let me tell you this story and that story and this story. And they're like, well, Derrick Rose. <laughs> yeah, Portland. I think it was Clyde Drexler, I think. Oh, yeah. It might have been against Portland. Right, it was against Portland. Yes. But didn't he do this shrug? He shrugged yes. his shoulders. Was it magic at the scorer's table? I can't remember. It was at the scorer's I think, table. I think it was that while he was going back the other way against Portland. Yeah. Like, he might, yeah magic might have been doing I color. Thought, I right, been that's doing, what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought he shrugged at magic. Yeah. My, my, my memory's bad. Yeah, he might have been doing commentary back then for NBC. Yeah. That, that would not surprise me. But, you know, Jesse, here we are here in 2023. And Danny Zetterman told me not too long ago, he goes, you know what? It's okay that Michael still represents the city. And I totally understand that because look at uh, the landscape of Chicago sports. We just had Tom Ricketts on during the Cubs convention, Cap and I. And we were talking to him and the subject came up, what's going on with Sosa? And he says, I got nothing new on Sosa. And I told Tom, Tom, you got to let that go. Yeah. 
silent on the other end. I heard it. I said, "Hey, gut, let it go. You you literally have a uh, have a stadium called the Friendly Confines. It's literally called the Friendly Confines. That means it's friendly to all anyone that wants to come in there. Mm-hmm. Be friendly to Sammy Sosa. I compare this to Barry Bonds, and I know Bonds and McGuire t- uh, are to- to- you know different guys. McGuire can go in St. Louis and be cheered. Absolutely, bon- Bonds is is beloved in the Bay Area. Yeah. Sosa. It's amazing. So think about that. We have two major teams in town Mm -hmm. that don't have relationships with former stars. One's the all-time home run leader for the franchise. The other is Michael Jordan, for God's sakes. Yes. And no no great relationships there. Like I said to you yesterday, thank God Frank Thomas and the White Sox are on good terms. Yeah. And for the most part, Blackhawk former players, there's been some ups and downs in the way past, but they're on decent terms as well. But to see the Bulls and Michael, and I don't even know if they're on bad terms. There's just no terms. No terms. It's when, even worse. When's the last time you guys stepped foot in the city? Now, maybe he does, and we don't know. He goes to play golf somewhere in Medina. But he should be honored every time he's you know, they play Charlotte, or it's 2-3, two, 2-3 three, two, three day. He yeah. should be on this radio station. There's no, there's no question about that. And then you think about that, and we go down to the Chicago Sky, and we've been reporting that over the last few yeah. days. All of a sudden, this championship it's a rebuild. Core it's is, a rebuild. Uh, well, I guess, yeah. This championship core is gone. On. We have the GOAT and Candace Parker that's out of, out now. She went she came here to Chicago to win a championship. She got that done. They get to the playoffs, they get eliminated in the first round. And now she's gone. When she left, all of a sudden no Vandersloot, no mm-hmm. Quigley, and it's like, okay, nothing against Kalia. I think that she's gonna be a good player for them, but that's just one part of that championship team. Now that's disbanded. So now a great player in Candace Parker, she's gone too. I don't know who the GM of the sky is, but I'm imagining he or her, they're trading down to get more picks. James Wade, I guess. <laughs> He's taking taking a, a, a page out of polls, I think, who's going to trade down. So uh, just to add that to the rebuilds in this city. Now we have the sky, the Bears, yes. the Cubs, and the Blackhawks. Yeah. So only your team is left to maybe give us a surprise this summer. And we'll talk some Cubs or Cubs and Sox in like two hours. But how many rebuilds can this city go through? Well, look, we've been through a lot of bad teams, but the rebuilds are just things that you have to have even more patience. If you're a Chicago sports fan, you got to have patience. But my point is, is that I am impatient when it comes to 23 Michael Jordan. Yeah, because Jesse, like, like you remember it like I remember. There was an era in the 90s where great players, where fans would say for great players, they should have a part of the team. How come Michael doesn't own part of the Bulls? How come Walter Payton doesn't own part of the Bears? And remember this whole thing where Walter wanted a piece of the Bears, and the McCaskey said no, and he went to St. Louis. You remember this? Walter trying to get... Vaguely, yeah. Well, he's trying to be an owner with with St. Louis, owning a franchise there. Well, and if Reinsdorf offered something to Michael in that respect... He'd be owner here. Why isn't Michael part owner of the Bulls instead right. of part owner of the Charlotte Hornets? Right. Why? I mean, shouldn't he be here and in, in making decisions? Jerry's not making any more decisions. No, he, uh, Can't make, do worse than Paxson. Well, let me make sure it's very clear. <laughs> Sorry, well, John. But that's true. Well, I mean, to say. Or, or and we might say that about AK in a year. Can't do worse than AK well, the way uh, things are going. Same difference late, lately. It's the but, same. What, side sidebar, first time out of the half. Uh, brought, they, brought to you by Aiken Law, uh, three one two six million for the great Howard Aiken sign my ball. One of their best wins of the year. Now that's saying something against the fifteen and thirty eight Hornets. Yeah, but uh, because of this, they spread it out. It was a real team win. Uh, Levine and and DeRozan combined for twenty five. That's it. Mm-hmm. And they scored one fourteen. 
uh, Io went 9 for 10 from the field. Mm -hmm. That was a great game. Andre Drummond came out of witness protection. Yes. Had a good game. And then Kendall Gill says, we got to keep them all together. Now, let's slow down. (laughs) He's, like, making a case to keep Andre Drummond. Of course. Forget about DeRozan and Levine and these guys. Like, slow down. But that was a really good win because it was spread out. What was? Let me ask you about Jordan in this regard. Yeah. What do you remember most about being around him? Because not only, and I want to make sure it's on the record. People need to know. Last time that Michael Jordan did sports radio, Jesse Rogers booked him. Yeah, I booked him twice. I booked him twice for the radio. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Oh, that shade, like a little hotel roulette. Yeah. Uh, who should I call that? Stacy King, <laughs> uh, Bill Cartwright. Oh, Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan's room, please. Hello. Mike, Jesse Rogers, hey, buddy, yeah. come on the air. So hey, when I, buddy. Yeah, when I was producing sports radio, I, I got him on twice. One, one time I ran into him at Bub City, really early dinner at like 5 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I, I still can't remember if it was a game day for him. I feel like it was. Like he had dinner with his wife, and then he went to the United Center. Yeah. But I could be wrong about game day. But that's the first time. And then the second time was a little bit easier because we did it the first time. On the but ho- that, but the, that was like 30 years ago. The hotel, though, Minnesota. Minnesota. You call, I, I remember yeah. this. Minnesota Timberwolves, yeah. Bulls on the road. You got Jordan on the air. Yeah. But that was the last time he did sports radio. Yeah, in this town at least. <laughs> I mean, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Jesse booked him. That's a long time. He should be a part of the fabric of this. Like, when I don't know when. He should be cutting ribbons at places with the mayor, whoever the mayor is at that moment, right? Yes. yes. It's, it's unbelievable. The greatest, with, with Gretzky and a couple other, the greatest of all time in his sport and maybe in all of sports isn't a, a part of the fabric of this city. That's amazing. The fastest man in Norfolk, the greatest booker in the history of the business. <laughs> Think about that, Shane Norling. I mean, so back in the day, here's just a little bit of a sidebar. So back in the day, you used to have a clipboard and it'd be a sheet, and you'd write down the guests that would be on for the daytime. Yeah. They'd be the morning show, they would have their guests, midday show would have their guests, afternoons, evenings, all in the same. So you write it down so that way you would not cross over. Cross over, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you don't you know, have two people calling the same. Right. So athlete. there's nothing like. You got, you know, here, here, here is Phil Rogers on baseball. You know, here's a guy, here's a, a Sox writer. Oh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan signed JR. Right. Jesse Rogers. Right. Wait, who's going to beat that? Don't go after Jordan. <laughs> who's going to beat that on hey, the Rick list? Hey, Rick Easer, don't go after Jordan. I got him this week. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, but being around, it's not just him being around the 90s, Bulls, you know this. Yeah. It really was like the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. It was. Uh. I can't even compare it to today. I guess the Golden State Warriors. And the, the, the Warriors are the Beyonce. You know, when Durant, they're, Durant they're, was on the team. They're, they're Beyonce now. Right. You have to go see them. Right, right. That That's about, the, the, they were a, a rock band with, with fans everywhere. So it's Jordan Day. And Shay, let's open the phone lines. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 our phone number. Michael Jordan still means a lot to the city, but we don't see him. And we don't see him around the United Center enough, even though he's the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. So Jesse and I want to find out from you uh, here on Michael Jordan Day, do the teams in this city create problems for their future by not celebrating their past? The teams in the city right now, they they create problems for their future as far as trying to get free agents and try to get stars to come in here because they don't celebrate the stars of the past. Answer that question for us because Jordan should be around. Sosa should be around. uh, There should be former Hawks that should be around. And then sometimes these stars go elsewhere and we don't see them return. Talk about the greatest possible um, selling point for for the Bulls franchise having Michael Jordan as the face of it, whether he's part owner or just or just a former player, whatever role he has, if he even had a small one, 
How much would he be able to attract the right players to come here? So let's talk about that here on Michael Jordan Day and your memories of MJ right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. That's why I Shot, no shot. With Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I Good morning and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With Jesse Rogers in for Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Glad to have you in with us here on this Friday morning, Michael Jordan Day 2-3-2023. It's now time for Shot or No Shot. And here's Shay Norling. Shay? Morning, boys. Jesse, good to see you again, filling in for Kaplan. You too, Shay. What's happening, it's been a pal? nice little mini vacation for me, a little reprieve. <laughs> From David Kaplan. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for the listeners. <laughs> no, oh. Certainly for them. That goes without saying. No, that, we are oh. joking because I texted Cap yesterday, told him to feel better, and he said he was, and hopefully he'll be back Monday. I spoke with him a little bit last night. It sounds like he's feeling a little better. Yeah. So we're good, good to hear. I talked to my friend yesterday, and he wasn't eating, and I said, you're taking this soda thing way too seriously. Right, seriously. Right. <laughs> when yeah, you're sick, you need, to, you need to add some protein. <laughs> yes, I said, you got to eat, my friend. I'm just telling you, I'm feeling better, but I'm just not hungry. I go, I said, he goes, I, I said, well, how about a little lentil? How about a little soup? He goes, not really a soup guy. I'm like, your name's David Kaplan. You're not a soup guy? Are <laughs> <laughs> you serious? It's like telling, hey, J.O., do you want a rack of ribs? No, I'm just not into I'm just not into pork. <laughs> I'm not much of a barbecue guy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, are you kidding me? So I think he's doing better. So I hope my friend is going to be uh, healthy and ready to go for this weekend uh, into next week as we turn it over to Shay with Shot or No Shot. All right, here we go. All right, well, we talked about this in the first hour. It is Michael Jordan Day, and it's fitting that it happens the same week as Tom Brady's retirement. It's been a gift in sports talk radio across the country. Yeah. Everybody's been asking the question, who is the goat of goats? So my question for you, Shot or No Shot, even with Brady's seven rings. The goat of goats is still Michael Jordan. Oh, come on, you're asking two. Of the, you're you're asking the question in the wrong city and to two of the wrong people. Shot. Michael Jordan is the goat. Yeah, you know, there's so many people in the in the lazy conversation. Would you let the mic go? Were you, you Elvis? Well, it's, let the it's, mic go. It's a little limp. Okay, that's fine. But you didn't, and the microphone. You don't have to hold the mic like that. Are you, are you a rock star? Yeah. Just hold on. Just just talk into it. Yeah. Let me tell you my thoughts. <laughs> well, because Jesse every Rogers. time I, I let go of it, it gets it goes limp. Jesse Rogers, look at me. Stop. Would you just just? All right, God, the there coffee. You, go. you just I mean this time of morning, you're just so antsy. <laughs> my God, it is man. my third cup. You're right. About God, that. man, you make a cup of coffee nervous. <laughs> okay, so that is a shot that he is that Jordan is the goat of goats. Six championships in eight years. Many people lazily just look at championships and only count that because. It's not about how Jordan's won the most championships because that would go to um, to Bill Russell, eleven championships in thirteen years, two as a coach. So to me, because he was the ultimate winner, he is the goat of goats. And and a Tom Brady with his seven championships is great, but I think it starts with Michael. I really do. And I'll say this in all seriousness: the rules changed in the middle of Tom Brady's career to allow him to play this long. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it's almost comparing apples and oranges. The game completely changed. You can't touch the quarterback. And he succeeded later in his career because of that, where Michael was Michael from start to finish. Sure. 
Just quick, I saw somebody on Twitter say uh, Brady hit like age 35 and they gave him Gronk. And he goes, oh my God, this guy's nuts. I'm going another 10 years. <laughs> yeah, he finally got someone he can depend on, like the only Hall of Famer he could depend on offensively. That's the, the greatness of Brady is because he did more with less than any quarterback I've ever seen. We grew up with Elway and Montana and Fouts and Moon and Plunkett and, and Marino, all these great quarterbacks, right? But they all had all pros or Hall of Famers that played with them. Look at what he had. He had Edelman. He just had just, I mean, he had Randy Moss for the one year, but, but I'm saying right. that for the most part, he had just guys from the bottom shelf that Belichick was just throwing there just to screw him up. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, you're not wrong. Most of the great quarterbacks had a receiver tied to him. Tight end, right? This is line. this is the, Gronkowski's right? as close Montana as it comes. Montana had Rice. Yeah. Peyton had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. And what, and what did Brady have besides Gronk? That's it for for the length of his career. Yeah. He had Moss the one year, like you said. Yeah. So, Shay. All right, Jeff Hughes reported on Twitter yesterday the Bears have already been floated two offers for the number one pick in the NFL draft. That really is not surprising. But what is, neither of the two teams that sent offers were the Colts or the Texans. So with the Tom Brady retirement, it's possible quarterback-starved teams from deeper in the draft are getting desperate to move up, shot or no shot. The Bears really could get a much larger haul for the number one pick than we've been talking about. I'm going shot because they could trade down twice. And if they do that, they're really going to get a haul. Um, But even if they trade once, they're going to get a haul. So I say shot, yes. I say there's so many bad teams without quarterbacks that someone might be desperate enough. So as a baseball guy, so what would be the the grand slam, the home run? Yeah, I think we talked about it with Bleck and Abdallah a little bit during crosstalk. I think that the grand slam is multiple first-round picks next year besides their own. Mm-hmm. That would be the grand slam because that's maybe trading down twice and getting two teams first round picks from 24 or something close to that. Some combination of 23 and 24 where you end up with maybe four first round picks, three at the worst. That's a grand slam. If you get if you just stay stand pat with your number one pick, what is that? Is it a single or a double? Down the left field line. Because Jalen Carter could be generational, it's at least a double. But I should say this. It's at least a double, but maybe no more than a double. Because they need so many players. Now, again, that's if Jalen Carter is generational. If he's just really good, that's a single. That's all that is, is a single. Because it's not enough when you have the first overall pick. So I don't like him keeping it. At most, he hits a double. Okay. So what if you are able to just trade down and get more picks for this year and not for next year? Is that, that's it, closer it, to a triple. That's a triple, triple, right? Maybe a homer if, you, if you're getting two firsts and two seconds from this year. Mm-hmm. Something crazy. You trade down, get your own, get someone else's, add a couple seconds. You know, somehow that's the triple or homer. The grand slam is this year you get whatever, yep. but then two more first rounds next year or maybe somehow getting your own and two more next year. I think it would be smart for them to go down and be able to get, and to, be able to, uh, get more picks. I'm not sure if polls will do that. I don't know because I don't know his trading and drafting philosophy yet. I have no because no. he's so new. No, we don't really know. Oh, so I have no idea. Right, we talked about this yesterday. I was sent calling him a riverboat gambler. Like, how can you call him that? We don't know. But I'm just guessing this is what he's going to do. He's going to trade down, and he's not going to spend all his cap money this year. He's not going to spend all his draft capital this year. It's going to be a two year process. Shay, all right. As much as we're going to talk about the draft for the next few months. 
free agency does come first. Pro Football Focus released their contract projections for NFL free agents, including Bears running back David Montgomery. The projection for Monty, three years, $19.5 million, the first two years fully guaranteed at $12 million. Mm-hmm. That puts Monty at $6.5 million per year. Shot or no shot, at that number, the Bears need to bring him back. At that number, that's a shot. But I'm biased, though, because I love David Montgomery. <laughs> I just think that he's the hardest working player, one of the hardest working players for this Bears team. When he carries the football, Jesse, uh, it, he carries it like it's going to be his last carry. Yeah, he does. I think he, play, he plays that hard. I know we've seen a lot better uh, running backs in our lifetime with the Bears, but I like his effort. He tries. He cares. He gives a damn when he's out there, yeah. even in a losing effort. I'm reluctantly going to say no shot. I, I, I like that number. It's not a bad number. Good number. I just think it's it's time to turn the page um, and, and use that money elsewhere. Um, it's probably a longer story than just to talk right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be just a little contrarian and say no shot. I, I, I like him, but I just don't like to want to resign him. So you believe that anybody can run the football for the Bears? Not anybody, but I like Herbert's explosive, explosiveness more than Montgomery. And you can find a guy that runs hard like Montgomery somewhere else for, for, for cheaper. That's just me just appreciating Montgomery No, I get it, and, and I'm I, saying and I, it re- reluctantly. And I, and I think it's a sweetheart deal, actually. Yeah, it is a decent deal. It is a decent deal. If there's any more than that, I'd definitely say no. I'd at least consider it that number, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no shot, be a little different. $19.5 third year not guaranteed. I think I'm in, yeah. and I'm against the second contract for a running back, but that feels like a second contract that's adjusted for the fact that they usually don't work out. Yeah, You're it, right, Shay. You're right. And as, as someone who tries to do this, Shay, as you well know, with a little perspective, right? When the Bears are good, he won't be here. But while you're trying to tread water and try to figure out who you are as a franchise, why not have someone dynamic back there with Fields? That's all I'm saying. Like, and here's a guy here that loves Roquan Smith and let it go. People thought, oh, Hood's just going to be, you know, falling on the ground and crying because. Of, and I said, hey, I want him to be here, but if he doesn't fit, that's fine. I want him to be here, but it didn't work out. So with Montgomery, because of the dollar amount you just gave. I think that's fair for a year. Okay, it's interesting. And you can cut them at any time. Because we said this before the show. I mentioned it. It reminds me of the Cubs a little bit in this moment. Cubs have added some just fill-in guys, transitional guys. I saw that. You know, Mancini and Bellinger, just here for a year kind of guys. So could that be what Montgomery is just kind of – he's taking that second running back slot. They're going to bring it – maybe Andre Hopkins is a year or two guy. Yeah. And it's really about what they're going to look like in two years, not in 23. Yeah, that's what so, I – that's I, what can, I, mean. I can get that. Shay, got one more? Can you slide in? Yeah, let's get some in here. It's finally, Hoodie, one of the best seasons of the year. Girl Scout cookie season. The ah. most popular, of course, are the Thin Mints, which account for 25% of all Girl Scout cookie sales. Tagalongs, Dosi Dos, and Samoas round out the top four. My question, shot or no shot, Thin Mints are the best Girl Scout cookie. That's a shot for me. Put it in the refrigerator. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. That's oh, a that's, shot for me too. But but I got to put it in the fridge though. Definitely. Yeah, because it has that 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 cold, that cool feel. Want you? Yeah, I like it. Do you remember the last time you had one? Been a while. It's been a long time. Been a while. Yeah. So that's not us asking for some, but if you want to send us some, <laughs> we're going to put them in the freezer and take them out. I'm with you exactly. That thin mints, cold. <laughs>
There's nothing like when you bring out Wild West Rogers coming in there <laughs> looking for the free food. Come on down, bring me a beef sandwich, <laughs> buddy. But this is Girl Scout cookies I'm asking for. <laughs> That's unbelievable, Jesse. Like it's 1994, asking for the free food. Bring it down to the studio. That's when they okay, especially buddy. like free Girl Scout they cookies. They didn't really enforce payola back then. No, trying, it, Jess, it's five dollars a box. These I poor Girl Scouts kidding. are trying to meet a quota. Jesse's like, give them to me free. Oh, are you kidding me? Jesse's still got his communion money. He's not even Catholic. Well, if it's free, it's me is the phrase that I uh, want in my tombstone. <laughs> so are you kidding me? You still got all his money. He's not going to spend it if he didn't have to. He's Jesse Rogers. He's the fastest man in Northbrook. All right, I, come, coming I, up. Quote. I did spend on those Iowa tickets. I, got, I did oh, not get those for free. Oh, boy. We've got to talk about that. Oh, boy. Stay by your listening device for that. This is going to be quite a story. Around the National Football League with Jesse Rogers in for cap. I'm Jay Hood. You're listening to ESPN 1000 and 100.3 FM HD2. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. Tamar DeRozan was named to his sixth All-Star team, his second as a Bull. The Bulls beat the Hornets last night at the United Center by a score of 114-98. to And Northwestern, go Cats, no Cats. They dropped their second straight with the home loss to Michigan. Jay Moore. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With Jesse Rogers in for Cap, I'm Jay Hood. We got Greeny coming up at 10. Carmen Yurko from 12 to 2. Wadlin Sylvie 2 to 6. And Black and Abdallah 6 to 8. I believe that is Carmen and uh, Mike North. From eight to nine. That's right, the ads couple. The ads couple. You know I what I mean? I got some good picks. No, no, no football this weekend. You know what I mean? No, I mean I got <laughs> some good picks from uh, at uh, starting eight o'clock, and then Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. Jesse, would you say that uh, we're waiting on Courtney Cronin? She's mm-hmm. probably doing another TV hit. Right, she's I'm doing something. She's on Good Morning America. <laughs> um, um, would you say? At your age now, that you're still superstitious? Um, in the words of Joe Madden, I'm a little stitious. Uh, just a little I'm stitious. just a little stitious. Well, I, I would say a little bit. What are you superstitious about? I have a few things. Um, I've become a little superstitious about flying. Really? Yeah. Little, d- d- little it depends superstitious. On, it, well, if it's not first class, you get a little stitious? I get a little stitious if it's not first class. It's a re- <laughs> and for the record, it's rarely first class. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I, I I I feel like I need a window seat. I get a little. I, I need I need to be looking out that window, hmm. that kind of thing. So I'm a little stitious in in terms of flying. Some some things I I need to do. I cannot uh, pump my gas unless it's at an even number. Thirty four bucks, right? Okay. If it's thirty four bucks, it can't be thirty three, thirty four. That throws me off. I gotta get to the. I gotta round it out. No, seriously. That. Like I'm, 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 I'm like playing bingo. Like I'm, it's gotta be the even number. The Got gas. It. I get it. It's gotta. Be, the, the gas cannot be at thirty three dollars and thirty four cents. It's gotta be thirty four. If I don't hit the thirty four and it goes over to 01, we start the game all over again. <laughs> now, what if you max out the tank and it's not? I'm still pumping. You still get. You know. Oh, <laughs> well, you're one of those guys. They, 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 they spraying it into the it's, trash right, can. It's spilling out. <laughs> I gotta get to that even number. I am spraying it into the trash can. That's the norm for me. 
That's pretty funny. But nonetheless, that's how you, that's how it works. Right. Just, yeah, so I am superstitious about that. I feel like I haven't gotten my full gas experience unless it's at an even number. See, that's uh, both of our stitches, if that's the word, are, are pretty random. Right. Yes. I need a. Why do I need a window seat? Why do you do that? Like athletes usually have a reason. They go. You know, a guy went ten for eleven one week, and he he's wearing the same underwear. He's just superstitious. But ours are kind of random and weird. Right, Cordy. So it's the same thing here. with like Derek Jeter on the Tonight Show uh, with Jimmy Fallon, who says, "I once wore a thong, oh, in public, in front of thousands of people." You're Derek Jeter. Yeah. We would have known. But I'm sure you have like a really well sculpted bottom. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> were you so, talking to me or you were looking sorry, at Derek? I was, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I you. Thank you. Right. It was not my wow. thong. It was not my thong. It was not your thong? And you, what, did you have anything I else on? Him. I did. I say lie. I say lie. It is the truth. So, so, Cordy, you know that story of Jason Giambi saying, hey, you know, if you're in a slump, wear this thong. And because that, that was Jeter. Remember, Jeter went like 0 for 30 or something yeah. like that. Just a horrible streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yankees fans were all over him. They were cheering him when he got to the plate and they booed him afterwards <laughs> when he struck out. And he put that thong on. And then all of a sudden he hits a home run his first at bat. So the question to you, Cordy, is are you superstitious? A little bit. I don't. I do things by routine. Like the first thing I do when I come back in my apartment is I put my keys in a drawer in the exact same spot, and that's mostly just to make sure that I know where they are and that I'm not, you know, going crazy looking for them. But there are certain things. Like I'm a big eleven eleven gal. Whenever I see it, I make a wish, and whenever an eyelash falls out, and hopefully they don't, because you know we try to keep these things intact, which is why I don't want to, have to use false eyelashes the rest of my life. But whenever one falls out, I make a wish, like. Because if you don't, then something bad's going to happen to you. That's just how I see it. So you know what I'm thinking about. All these uh, ESPN radio shows you do, and it could be like in the midday and you're do- or late night, and, you're doing a- and it's 11-11, and you're in mid-sentence. What are you thinking? Because <laughs> you know how you are. You go on to a rant, and then it's like 11-11. Do you stop in the middle of your thoughts about the, you know, the Chiefs offense? How does, how does that it's- work? Okay. I don't know if this ever <laughs> happened in the middle of pontificating about something like that, but Typically, I mean, if, if it were to happen, I would absolutely wrap up my thought and throw it back to my co-host so I could get my wish <laughs> off in that moment. You're talking about the Chiefs and all of a sudden Freddie Coleman says, why did you stop there? You were, you were on a roll. What happened on ESPN Radio? <laughs> I, I, so I, ex- excellent Freddie impersonation. You know? All right. So, so Shay, could you – we wanted to talk to you, Courtney, about a topic – that um, that we were ta- we're trying to get on the air, but we've got pockets of shows. We never get a chance to talk about all the stuff we want to talk about. But it's something about football we want to ask you about. So, Shay, go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I saw the TV ratings come out for the AFC and NFC Championship game. And the AFC Championship game was a great game. We knew it was going to be crazy, 50 million people. Even the NFC Championship, which was a blowout, was something like 40, 45 million. Game's not even close, but the peak viewership was between 4 and 4.30 when the Eagles were already blowing them out. So my thought was... Half the games are blowouts. We all bitch about the officiating because it's terrible. And the technology's ancient, whether it's the replays, whether it's the inability to decide the spot of the ball, whatever. What is it about this sport that we all just keep coming back to as a country and everyone watches it? one I've been trying to figure out for a while because you know like what's coming up soon. More football, but no no. I don't know if the XFL is going to have the same ratings or the USFL second season. 
in a row is going to have the same ratings as the NFL because once the premier product falls off, there's there, there's not as much interest. And it's not that people don't love their football. People love the best football, the premier football, the you know the thing that happens when other stuff doesn't matter when nobody's watching the NBA or college basketball. Like that just shows you the staying power of the NFL. And frankly, I think quarterback play certainly helps with that. I mean, you had an Eagles team that was steamrolling the San Francisco 49ers, and it was Jalen Hurts having a really great game throwing the ball. I felt like the forward pass was kind of optional for both teams in that game, mm-hmm. but it was just. It was the, it's the most complete team in the NFC. Like, you're getting your Goliath versus Goliath matchup in the Super Bowl, and I think that people want – there's a sect of the fan bases that want to see that. They don't really care about the upsets. They just want to see the greatness shine at, like, the highest level. And so, I mean, I st- and that's the thing. I ask myself that. I'm like, why am I still watching this game in the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter when it's an absolute blowout? Right. Maybe it's the creature of habit in me, but it's like, oh, well, what if something happens? Because we've seen quick comebacks before. It's not completely unprecedented. I mean, go look at the Vikings and Colts game. Like, I had that game off at halftime. I turned it back on very quickly by the end of the third quarter when the Vikings were mounting the NFL's largest comeback. So I guess there's probably just some of that in all of us that are NFL fans that cover and follow the sport that you were just so conditioned to not – not act like these games don't matter, especially when it's the NFC Championship. Like if it's Week 16 and the team, one of the teams is already out of the postseason, yeah, I could see viewership being hurt by those uh, by those factors, but not in a championship game, no matter the circumstances of what's going on with one team's quarterback. Yeah, I think that you know the bigger picture. You just go forget about the gambling for a second because that's huge. Obviously, that's why people are watching the third and fourth quarter. But the sport in general, it's just just so perfect. The the once a week nature in the middle of winter around here on a Sunday afternoon. My my answer would be: What else would you be doing? It's a live sporting event once a week in the middle of the winter. It lends itself to to high viewership. It's over in three hours. You move on to the next thing. It's like it's the whole combination of of things. Now, why is soccer more popular worldwide and football's more? I, you know, we can get into all that. But that's the, it. Just it, I think the answers are just obvious, and then you throw gambling into it as yeah, well. But but Jesse, I think I think the whole thing though, what Shay's getting at is, and I know no sports perfect. How, how many times have we picked apart baseball yeah, and course. how baseball could be yeah. better and more modern for 2023? But with football, what he's talking about is with the technology that you have, how do, how do you make these mistakes? How do you have these errors that happen in the Cincinnati game? Like if you put technology in place, things should be should always be working well. You, do we still have a chain gang, for God's sakes? You got two guys with, that's carrying a chain around in 2023 when that could be done with technology. It's like some things, the game is the game, but some of the stuff around it seems archaic at times. Maybe, but forward progress can't be done by technology, right? Um, certain things still need that human touch, and when there's a human involved, there's going to be error, there's judgment. So I, I understand what you're saying. I think it's easier said than done to say that everything could be perfect because of technology. Hang on, Courtney. We want to talk to you more about some of the storylines around the National Football League. And still to come, Jesse's got tickets. Stay by your listening device. Jesse's got tickets. He might sell. That's next. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, 
They pull me back in. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Courtney Cronin. National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Courtney Cronin hanging out with us on Cap and J-Hood. Jesse's in for Cap here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. Um, Courtney, how is it that that not only are you on radio or television, but you're also on every bar and every restaurant when uh, you're on Around the Horn? That's got to be kind of cool, right? Your friends look up and say, hey, you beat Pablo Torre. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, he beat me. He, He ripped off a dad joke there at the end of Showdown, and I couldn't stand a chance against that. I was just trying to talk about um, the 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 uh, twelve offensive rebounds that that player had, the Houston player had the other night. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess it was no match to the dad joke. So you, you need better writers, Courtney. You need better writers. I thought she won though. <laughs> I thought I thought I, thought, I think a, I won in your heart. That's yes, all that matters. A salient point beats a dad joke every time, but that's just me. <laughs> so, so so as far as as far as Tom Brady and the quarterback situation, we were just talking about this the other day about you have. When I take a look at one whole division in the NFC South, in the right? NFC, yeah, the NFC South, where you don't you're bereft of any quality quarterback, there's some openings there with Derek Carr, with Aaron Rodgers, and others to be able to figure out where they want to go. I mean, as much as we laud the quarterback position, Courtney, there are some openings for a number of teams. Yeah, and I mean the NFC South itself was such a bad division this year because of the quarter play that it did have, and so. You change that around, you have a young team like Carolina that could go very quickly on the ascent if they get the quarterback spot right. Tampa Bay's got a lot of undoing. I think that has to be done. New, I mean, their entire coaching staff is gone, more or less, and they're going to have a new quarterback, a new system. But it's a great destination for free agents, certainly Florida, because of the tax implications on that and being a part of a team that still has some good pieces. I know Mike Evans is Still in the fold for now in Tampa Bay. We'll see if he's going to be on the move here this offseason. But Chris Godwin as well and Leonard Fournette, you know, still part of that team if they actually want to run the ball. But I say all of that to say, like, do we automatically assume that, I mean, they're a team that's not going to have as high of a draft pick to get a quarterback, at least one of the upper echelon ones in the first round this year. Might it be a stopgap year for them? tank effectively and then try to go get one of the top draft picks uh, at the quarterback position next year because with Brady retiring, you know, they're still on the books for all of his dead cap when it comes with that. So they're not going to have a whole ton of money to go get the big name free agent quarterback, whether that is an Aaron Rodgers, whether it ends up becoming Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo. So I end up thinking that they effectively stay put for now and then they make their splash move next year. Who's the team in that division that could jump up next year? I kind of think the Panthers ended the season kind of on a high note. And if they figure out their quarterback situation, maybe that's the team next year. You're one quarterback away, Jesse, there from being a very good team. And as much as I hate what happened with Steve Wilkes, and I think it's, you know, it sucks the circumstances for somebody to get this team, you know, in position to win the NFC South and they go a different direction. 
at uh, head coach with Frank Reich, like two things can be true in there. You can be upset about the Steve Wilkes not getting his opportunity, but you can also, if you're a Panthers fan, be excited that Frank Reich is coming to man the offense and to design an offense around a quarterback, and he'll have a say in who they take at nine. And you heard Dave Tepper, the owner of the Panthers the other day, say that they, in theory, want to draft and develop somebody. So if you're Ryan Poles, for example, you're listening to that, and you're collecting all of this data on what GMs are saying around the league, what owners are saying around the league, to see what kind of leverage you will have in being able to pull off a big trade because that's a team that has a very young, good nucleus. They drafted Iki Iguanu last year. There's Jeremy Chin in the fold, J.C. Horn, D.J. Moore. Um, Brian Burns is still there. Like They've got young, good players and players that fought last year. I mean, when they start out one and six, they fire Matt Rule. I could absolutely see guys wanting to mail it in, realizing that the circumstances were about to change in a big way. But they fought for Steve Wilkes. So I think that you've got some young guys, and the buy-in won't be very hard to get from this Panthers team. And I'm not saying it's worst at first, but they can very quickly be on the trajectory to, to grab a hold of that division again. Courtney, lastly, today is Michael Jordan Day. We talked about it in our earlier because it's 2023, so it's Michael Jordan Day. Uh, all over the world, as, as, if not all over the world, definitely the show. <laughs> so doing that. So, okay. So the question we asked uh, our listeners in our first hour is: If we were seven or eight years old, and you're the adult, and you saw, you've seen highlights of Jordan. There's been great moments. What's the one moment that you explain to a kid? Hey, this is why Michael Jordan's special. Because you know, the kids of today are into LeBron, Steph Curry, and others. How would you describe to a young person Michael Jordan in a great moment? Man, I think you have to start with the flu game, right? Because, like, what, what's the message in sports that is constantly repeated? Like, battling through adversity, fighting through, like, circumstances that aren't so great, and whatever you think the real reason was behind the flu game. I mean, to pull off a performance like that, to be playing at your absolute best when you're not feeling all that great, no matter what the sport is, no matter what, you know, what circumstance, that's a life lesson. So I feel like something like that, I mean, on top, you can, you can start with the championships. You can talk about him coming back. You can talk about, you know, the dynasty that he built here. But I also think that there's just like those little moments of the metaphors and sports that we talk about so much and really just like those iconic stories that transcend Michael Jordan, they transcend basketball. Those are the stories that we, it's kind of like the basis for a lot of the stories we tell in journalism, like those sorts of moments. So I'd probably start there. Yeah, I picked that one too. I said the flu game because it was just a, a guy that would not be denied and that really defined his entire career and that came near the end of his career and it still defined him at that moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, now I, I saw people posting about it. I didn't know. I guess it's not a thing every year because it's not 2023 every year. Right. But like, I've seen it on 223 before, but I like it. it makes me want to go back back and watch the last dance this weekend. Maybe I'll do that since there is no football on. And it's to Jesse's point, when it's cold out, what else are you going to do? Right. I, and, and, I, and I watched the last dance last weekend in between the football games. So, so crazy. There you go. What a great documentary. Double whammy. What yeah. a <laughs> I love it. Courtney, as always, we appreciate it. We just want to get your perspective on one of our topics. So thanks for coming on. No problem. Take care, guys. Bye. All right. It is Courtney Cronin from ESPN with us here on Cap and J Hood. Coming up next, it's Michael Jordan Day. We'll continue to take your phone calls on your Jordan moment. Jesse and I are eight years old. We're asking you the question, how do you describe Michael Jordan in one moment? 
And also, Jesse's got some tickets. <laughs> Jesse's got the tickets. The ticket of the weekend. Holy I bleep. had no idea. Man, you got some hot tickets. If you hate, if you hate Iowa, we're going to give you another reason to hate Iowa. <laughs> uh, two minutes, Cap and J Hood. Here we go. <laughs>